Are you ready to make the door swing, the phone ring, and the website ping? In this episode, we're talking about one of the best kept secrets in any community. It's network of local businesses. Businesses that rely on foot traffic, phone calls, and in today's case, website pings. From those skinny lessons that'll make you wince to the tell-all exposés, these everyday people are doing extraordinary things in their businesses. Welcome to the secret life of local. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl, and local business cheerleader. I've been helping local businesses thrive for over 20 years. From online businesses to multi-location stores, you can turn browsers to buyers and thinkers to doers. Today, we're going behind the scenes with one Toronto business owner who is changing up the dating scene. Yeah, the dating scene. So tune in and let's he see, let's hear how Andrea is changing the dating scene in Toronto. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, you know, let's kick off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is Andrea Lowe. I'm the founder of Toronto Dating Hub, mm-hmm. born and raised here in Toronto. Um, Simply put, I plan events and connect people. Awesome. Okay. That's where the dating piece fits in there. Very cool. Now, how did you get there? Because something tells me you didn't finish high school or university and say, hey, (laughs) I want to start connecting people. So yeah, what's your what's your story? Yeah, so I went to University of Toronto for business and marketing. I always knew I loved working with people, being around people um, being creative. So, you know, I did, you know, finish school and still, you know, doing something that I, I studied. Um, but you know, I worked for marketing agencies, did a lot of experiential marketing. So working on a lot of corporate brands, doing a lot of events and marketing campaigns. And, uh, during the pandemic, well, I, I got laid off like many others. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly it was a really dark time for me. I'm sure many people, you know, can say the same thing, but For me, during the pandemic in 2020, you know, three awful things kind of happened. One, obviously being laid off after working for that company for almost nine years was a good chunk of my career. Yeah. And then, um, and then the boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Oh, goodness. It's always great. And then um, I I live in in a condo downtown, which is great. Uh, But my, my family being strict Asian parents and family, um, because I don't live with them. And then during that start of the pandemic where, you know, the whole lockdown. Mm-hmm. So they were sort of like, you know, if you're not going to be in our bubble in our home, then you can't see your nephews. You can't come over, oh. you know. And so it was like, oh, no, I lost my job, my career, uh, the boyfriend at the time. My family doesn't want to see me. It was really dark time. And so. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's hard. That's very isolating which makes Mm -hmm. all of that even harder. Exactly. And so, you know, it it took a while, of course, to get over it. Definitely did the ugly crying, definitely. (laughs) Um, Did uh, to find, you know, some kind of source or something to take my mind off things, refocus. And I took all that sort of negative energy and was like, okay, if I am feeling isolated and awful, I can't imagine what other people are, are feeling who... Um, who are also single but have less of a, a network that than I do, mm-hmm. and so I said, okay, 
I'm going to start Toronto Dating Hub. I'm going to start doing singles events. Yeah. And at that time, it was, you know, online. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I figured, okay, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do something for the singles community, because at the time, there were no events, you know, virtual in person. And uh, so I channeled all that energy towards Toronto Dating Hub. Mm-hmm. And that's where it sort of all began, where the, the virtual events at first, you know, think of them like virtual house parties. I was yep. basically gathering, you know, men and women who are single and doing icebreakers, doing breakout rooms. It was really cool. And then, you know, fast forward today, I'm doing two to five events per month. Um, this is on top oh, of my wow. day job. <laughs> okay, so there's another day job too now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And but I'm I'm it's been such a wonderful time to help other singles out and you know see some of them transform Mm -hmm. you know from being super shy and introverted to you know someone who's getting matches now and going on dates so it's it's really cool I love what I do Mm -hmm. and that's sort of how I found my calling um through a dark time to now doing something I'm super passionate about and it's so impactful Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because in so many entrepreneur entrepreneurial journeys, there is, there's that dark time to come to a better place, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we have to go through that. We have to be in a really gross place to be able to go, okay, I need to change something. And then that's when we, you know, the whole caterpillar becomes a butterfly thing. Right. Okay. So so tell me about the hub. So is it all in person? Is there an online component still? Um, And, you know, like what are some of the stories you're seeing as a result of the hub? Yeah. So I try to do really different things. Um, You know, I'm I'm certainly not the only player in the space here. However, I feel I'm I'm super different. Uh, I'm the first in the world to do jet ski speed dating. Ah. Can you? Yeah, you're, you're jet skiing, you're on jet skis and you're speed dating. Um, and so that's really cool. But I've done super other cool things like e-scooter speed dating, you know, picnic speed dating, puppy yoga. Nah. Uh, just, I've always said, you know, even when you're in first dates, right? It's it's important to have some kind of activity. Yes. Be, be different, right? Otherwise, it's just like, okay, yeah, let's just go for coffee and chat. Like, you can do that with anyone at any time. So exactly. I really want to make sure my events were different. And if you don't find, let's say, a romantic connection, mm-hmm. you can still check off something from your bucket list, right? Absolutely. How often you go, you know, jet skiing, um, let alone use that as a form to meet other singles in yes. the city. So it's super cool. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've seen people go from, you know, super introverted, super shy you know, not a lot of friends, maybe they're new to the city and Mm -hmm. they've just flourished in terms of, you know, after coaching or coming to a few events and getting comfortable in their own skin, learning how to converse with others, right? Mm -hmm. Breaking out of their shell and, you know, being able to finally connect with someone else um, over some, or fun fun activities, find those matches and finally date or date again for some people. And I have anywhere from, you know, students like coming out of university or are just graduated to divorce dates, right? Like you oh. see a whole um, gamut of different people from different walks of life come out. Right. And again, just really nice to see people come out, have fun, come out of their shell, talk, 
be lively attend, right? So, so many people, my events were their first, you know, like coming out to events again, like my, my events were their first events coming out of the pandemic. Exactly. Which really nice. Being in person again. Okay. I got to take you back to this jet skiing speed dating. <laughs> so when I think yes. of speed dating or like, even like I've done speed networking, so I've done yeah. that thing before. So usually they give you like one minute or five minutes or 15 minutes. How mm-hmm. do you jet ski speed meeting people like just explain what that looks like for me i need a visual for this one yes for sure uh so basically depending on the event like how many jet skis i'm able to um source with the vendor uh the partner and uh the one event there was like five jet skis okay so instead of um you each each have a jet ski to ride like a female and a male on you know, because there's not enough, uh-huh. we would actually place them together. So it's even more like, oh my gosh, like I'm sharing a jet ski, yep. right? But it's super cool because you're learning to trust one another. Yeah. You're helping each other get on the jet ski because you can flip off just trying to get on a jet ski, right? Oh, totally. So, so you know, you're helping each other out. Potentially that means you're holding hands, right? You're, you're, you're I think of Aladdin, remember the, do you trust me when he holds up his hand to go on the magic carpet, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're doing that. And also, right, everyone always thinks, is it the guy that operates the jet ski? Well, no, it's up to those two individuals because you are trained to be able to operate or be a passenger. And so it's up to that couple to then decide who would like to, you know, uh, you know, operate and sit in front mm-hmm. while someone learns to, to be in the back and you're kind of co-piloting. Okay. So I always thought, well, A, it's super fun to go jet skiing. If you've ever been on a jet ski, it's, it's, yeah, a hundred kilometers an hour, which you're flying. So there's the thrill, the exhilaration, and then you're now, you know, meeting with someone else and you're trying to have a conversation. So you can't go a hundred kilometers, but, uh, you know, I think it's about 20 kilometers before you can't really hear them if you go too fast, but we were just having loads of fun. And it's like I said, building trust because we go too fast, you might scare the person or the person might fly off. Right, exactly. And but it's super fun. So so you do that. But then I just do I just basically rotate them. I just they they go off uh, for, you know, let's say five, 10 minutes, they come back and then we switch partners. Mm-hmm. I have a list and we rotate them. It's very organized in that sense. Okay. Um, and usually a lot of times I might have jet skis plus kayaks and paddle boards so and it's a whole water sports event and so again because some people don't feel i have people who don't know how to swim come out oh wow oh that's so brave on their part (laughs) oh wow so like i said it's amazing to see what people are willing to do and and to come out of their shell or comfort zone to to do that and that's part of why I love what I do is to push people beyond their comfort zone mm-hmm. to get out there, have fun and potentially meet your, your match yeah. for life. Okay. So the part you didn't mention, and I was, I was actually kind of waiting for you to say it was, oh. it also means showing up in a bathing suit <laughs> on potentially your first date. Like that's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not mandatory per se, like to wear, you know, bikini. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're going to, you know, go into the water. And again, yep. we've had some people capsize in the water. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they lost their, their sunglasses or mm-hmm. hat out there. Yeah. Uh, but definitely before every activity, and that, that goes for jet skiing or anything, even puppy yoga, yep. which is super cute, by the way. We always do, I always do icebreakers. 
Okay. And, and that, for example, jet ski, that's when maybe you're wearing your whole outfit and not in your bikini yet. Right. Um, but, you know, that is to get people comfortable. And that's when you're introducing yourselves. I make people do a 30 second intro when it's a small, smaller, intimate group. So everyone kind of gets a 30 second highlight. Yeah. So before you're getting in the waters and on the jet ski, you get to know people a little bit and then sort of hop on the jet skis. But yeah, we've had people like have cover-ups or maybe they're they're wearing their bathing suit underneath, you know, yep. a set of clothes. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. And again, it just pushes people outside their comfort outside zone. Outside their comfort zone. I think puppy yoga would be hilarious because as a woman with flexibility, even trying to watch <laughs> my husband do anything that involves stretching, that's just a giggle fest for me. Like it is <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, what do you mean you can't touch your toes? Like serious, oh. right? But he's never had flexibility and neither does my son. So it's, you know, it's kind of a, mm. and you know, meanwhile, here's me three times my son's age. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Touch, have, you know, like I just don't even think about it. So I think yoga, that would be <clears throat> so, so entertaining to watch. Oh, and then you throw in the puppies and like, what yoga are you doing really? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Especially if the puppies are trying to crawl all over you like my dogs do. And yeah, as soon as you yeah. get down to the floor to do like anything yoga oriented, the dogs are like, oh, mom's on the floor. That means she wants to play. Here's our yeah. ball. Here's our like gross slimy rope. Like, hey, mom, <laughs> let's go. It's like, no, yeah. that's not how this works. Yeah, we bring you know, anywhere from eight to 10 puppies. Yeah. Uh, we work with an ethical breeder and, you know, it's, it's so awesome. And, and throughout the, the class, actually, we put the puppies um, like, you know, on them. If they're wearing a hoodie, we kind of put them in their hood behind and it's like puppy love. They're kissing you and hugging you. Yeah. And it's just like therapeutic also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, have you met your match through your program? So funny enough, and people always ask me, like, so Andrea, are you single? Like, what's your story? And I try not to talk about too much. I'm like, it's not about me, everyone. Mm -hmm. It's just, let's focus on, on you guys. So, I mean, honestly, I have met many wonderful people through, through mm -hmm. my events or at my events, especially as soon as they, if they catch when I am single, then they're all like, oh, wait a second. Like, you know, this <laughs> powerhouse who's organizing events she seems super bubbly and fun so you know I definitely have no there's no shortage of people I definitely meet through my events and um you know going out and and all that mm -hmm. um but I'm still you know looking for the one so yeah. if anyone's listening and you're an eligible <laughs> bachelor hey <laughs> <laughs> exactly now you know what's interesting to me uh so you and I were talking just before we got started and I went to university out there um, and now I'm back in Saskatchewan, the, it was so much harder to meet people out there unless you were going to school with them or working with them. So you just didn't meet people the same way. Now it's definitely changed here somewhat, you know, since I was out there going to university, but everybody tends to know everybody here. Like we're just so much a smaller environment or culture or population. And, and so it's, you know, it's easier. Now, having said that, A, I haven't been on the single scene for years and B, um, you know, I, I had never tried the dating apps, never did any of that. Do you find that a lot of people, uh, who come out to your events 
they're kind of tired of that online virtual meeting, like they're ready for honest human connection again. Exactly. So the dating space definitely has changed over the years and especially during or during after the pandemic. Yeah. You know, some of the changes, well, during the pandemic, the apps were flooded. Like you see an influx of people who jumped on the apps because there was like, how else will I meet people now? That's right. Yes. That has its good and bad, right? Good. You have lots of options, many, plenty of fish in the sea, as we call it. However, too many options overwhelms people. And then you start to think like, well, someone better might be out there. So you get super picky and Mm -hmm. no one's ever good enough. So that causes a lot of these complaints of like, no one good is out there or no one's serious or, you know, this and that or being ghosted. Many, many stories. Um, And so dating in a big city, there's definitely uh, a lot of complaints about that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, with singles events, it's complementary to dating apps, right? You can still use the apps. Um, I, I certainly also recommend this for my coaching clients where, you know, they're like, I've given up, I've tried everything. And I'm like, usually when I talk to them, they haven't tried everything or they mm-hmm. haven't tried long enough, right? I, yeah. I always use a lot of parallels to, you know, in the interview and job hunting process. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't You wouldn't just, you know, job hunt for five minutes per day when you're job hunting, right? Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't just try it for like a week and then say, you know, it's that's enough for me. I'm not going to find a job now. So I'm just going to I'm just going to stop. Right. So the same thing when you're searching for that special someone going on an app, for example, five minutes a day or doing it at 1 a.m. just before going to bed like that. It's it's not going to work. Right. That's right. So, um, but, you know, the singles events creates a different option for people to definitely create connections in person. Mm-hmm. But what I find at my events, because we're not like those apps where when I give you a name tag, you know, so just imagine Barb, if you were single and came out, but I'm not asking you, but Barb, what's your age? Where do you live? All that stuff. So that it's like the swiping, right? As soon as I see you, I'm like, oh, you're, you know, you're 25. No, that's too young, too old, whatever it is. And you kind of swipe left in person. Yep. I've seen people because what I'm offering is a chance to connect and build deeper, meaningful connections. Mm-hmm. I've seen, because I, I do the match forms, I've seen people who are maybe, you know, eight years apart, 10 years apart, or they're not mm-hmm. from the same city. They, they chose each other because they had a connection at the event. Exactly. And that's something that's, again, people on apps, you could be swiping away or you could be going on it for months and not even find someone to finally meet with because that's how hard it can be. Yeah. So this is expediting that process, but also ensuring that you're having that meaningful connection. You see the person right away. So there's no like, I wonder what she looks like or what he looks like because they're right there. Exactly. And, you know, I think some people take great pictures. uh, Some people don't, you know, so there's when you're looking at that online, it's so uh, what is it? Objective, right? I like the picture. I don't, I like the age. I don't where when you're in person with people and you actually have that opportunity to create a common bond, um, a common experience, it makes a world of difference. The irony in this conversation is I always talk about, um, Google being Tinder for business. I don't know if you've seen any of my social media, uh, but but, but that's the whole you know purpose behind Google is they want to make the match between customers and businesses and you're looking to make the match between you know people. Mm-hmm. What's funny to me about the whole thing is 
Uh, if we only look at a business online, and so let's say somebody goes to your website, they go to the website, they're like, oh, I don't like this, and they just keep on going. But if they come out to an event, experience it, then they tend to have a, a very different response because they've, you know, taken the risk, so to speak, and said, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try one of Andrea's events. Or, you know, on the business side, uh, they go out and they're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, try going to this business. So, you know, I think there's some real, I don't know, there's just a common thread in there that, that we as humans, we're drawn to, you know, the experience itself and, you know, being able to do all of these things. Absolutely. So we're definitely, go ahead. No, we're definitely visual. And and it's funny that you mentioned about pictures and, and well, first of all, my, my website, in order for people to, because for some people still, there's still some stigma and taboo, like, Ooh, I don't want to be caught like doing a singles event, especially for women. Right. Right. And so for me, me being female and it's a female owned business and I'm, you know, BIPOC owned business, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've seen women like, and I've heard women say, because you're a female, you're the face of your brand. I've just felt more comfortable. I discount tickets for women. Mm -hmm. Right. And I try to make that experience, but I, my website, I use real photos. They're not stock photos. There's a lot of my competitors that use stock photos and maybe they don't feel comfortable. um, Because again, like you said, what if someone goes to my, my pictures? I'm like, well, I don't like what I see. So I'm not going to go to this event. Mm -hmm. But I just found that it's more authentic that I just lead with these are real photos from my events. And people are liking what they see. And, you know, I, I give advice before every event because I send um, detailed reminders, you know, where is it? to dress up and I give examples of what, what does it mean to dress up? Mm-hmm. Because that is your, your brand you're representing and that's your first impression. That's but right. I also do, I actually do photo shoots. That's one of the services that I offer. Oh. I do dating makeovers mm-hmm. so I can make over, you know, the written portion, but also the photos. So for those, for example, gentlemen who like, I don't take photos, I can't take photos. Um, I actually do photo shoots um, and I consult them on what to wear, how to pose, mm-hmm. where we shoot so that they stay authentically them we're not trying to make them look like brad pitt or somebody that they're not right and i stay authentic to them so you know if they let's say i like board games and video games we might have a photo that really you know is them playing you know we we stage it so there's like a board game at play Mm -hmm. and so you get to see their personality through their photos but much better pictures than their gym selfie or the selfie with really bad lighting and what's super and they have like a double chin that's you know like all those like really bad photos yeah because it is really important to have great photos or if you come in person that you dress up because that is the first impression and people wait will make a judgment call just it's uh they say it's within two three seconds mm-hmm. we'll make a judgment call about somebody and whether we want to connect with them or not so it's super important so andrea just before we do wrap up tell me <laughs> how you're balancing being an entrepreneur and being an employee again? Uh, I don't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that, yes, from entrepreneurs. They don't like sleep. Yeah, definitely not a good thing. Um, You know, self-care is definitely important and much needed. Um, But definitely being passionate about what you... Being passionate about what uh, what you do is super important. I think that's what keeps me going because... You know, like I said, I found my calling. This is something I'm really passionate about. And I love connecting people. Mm-hmm. So work doesn't feel like work. It's just honestly so much fun. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, I'm very on top of like my Google calendar. Like if it's not on my schedule, it's not happening. So I definitely use my calendars to stay organized. I have a to-do list that I, you know, check things off um, and a lot time for, mm-hmm. but between being very on top of your time, being passionate about what you do, that's, and, and having that sort of end goal that you're super passionate about mm-hmm. so that you keep going, that's how I can Make balance. it all work. Very cool. All right. Just before we wrap up, uh, let's find out how folks can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is torontodatinghub.com. Super easy to remember. And I'm Toronto Dating Hub on all the social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, and um, on my website, you'll find all my services, the coaching services, like the photo services, mock dates, wing woman services, very, very unique services, um, as well as the photo shoot dating profile makeover and all my events are listed there. They're also listed on Eventbrite and Meetup. So mm-hmm. pretty easy to find me. And and so I hope that people take a chance to come out and your first 15 minute consultation is complimentary. So right. that's also a really great way to figure out if I can help you, if we're a match mm-hmm. um, and get started that way. Awesome. Well, that was fantastic. Thank you so much, Andrea, for joining me today just to talk about Toronto Dating Hub, how you're balancing it, and like so many entrepreneurs, how you got where you are, having to go through that really crappy place that you were in when COVID first started. On that note, if you wanna sell your story, then you need to tell your story, and there's no better place to start than being a guest on The Secret Life Show. If you'd like to be a guest, you can email me at barb at abovethefool.live or reach out on our Facebook and Instagram pages at AboveTheFoolCA. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl, and a local business champion. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.